0: Today's best, tomorrow's brightest. That's been the slogan of Rise since day one. We are here to develop a worldwide pipeline of talent for all of professional wrestling. And you get to hear a lot more about those talents right here, however, you're listening to this right now. This is your chance to laugh. This is your chance to learn. And this is talent on the rise. Hello there. It might not be the right day, but it is the right week. We're still getting a new episode out there for you this week here on Talent on the Rise. We tried to drop these on Tuesday, and uh, quite frankly, I I was counting on something for Tuesday that didn't happen. So we improvised, and we've got a really fun episode dropping a little late in the week, but we're going to get it out to you anyhow. But as everybody knows, let's get the business out of the way first. That's kind of the way we like to do things on the Rise Podcasting Network. So let's go ahead and take care of all things business. Ways to support this podcast is doing exactly what you're doing right now. Listening to this podcast, that's the number one way that you can support. Hit that subscribe button. Our feeds are on Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Hit the follow button, the subscribe button. It may say different things on the different platforms. And a lot of those have options to like this, to review this, anything that you can do that involves you interacting with that feed. A thumbs up, five stars, whatever it might be. Those things all help make sure that more people see this as they're just browsing podcasts, and it helps get their ears on it, too. And, of course, you can always retweet, Facebook share, Instagram, do all those things, and even tag us in that social media. Of course, all our social media, or at least the primary ones that we use, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at RiseDTWA. Though we do make Talon on the Rise available free of charge, it is not a free show to produce. So here's a couple ways, if you're able, that you can support Rise and ultimately the podcast cause and Rise overall. For our podcast network, we have this show and we also have Retail's heroic and humorous tales from Retail's front lines. We have a Patreon for our podcast, patreon.com slash That's R-E-T-A-L-E-S podcast. We've got two award levels, we've got dollar for holler and we've got five dollar holler and early bird where if the episodes are done early you get them through the Patreon site and don't have to wait for their public release and either one of those award levels we will give you a shout out on sponsors corner and right now we've got one supporter of retails who's ultimately one supporter of rise as well so shout out to Dan here that's gonna be our one and only sponsors corner but if you want to support on Patreon you can do so for as low as one dollar per month patreon.com forward slash retails podcast. For all your Rise wares, if you like Rise and you want to show your support of Rise, we have shirts from basically all our different phases, all the different wares that we've had over the course of our nearly three-year existence. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Kevin Harvey. Shirts there are priced starting at $19.99. There are a few that are a little bit more expensive than that, but they most importantly are available for shipping worldwide. So no matter where you're listening to this, this podcast is actually hitting several different countries right now. That's kind of exciting to see. So wherever you're listening to, Australia, New Zealand, Japan, various parts of Europe, we've been seeing downloads from all these places. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Kevin Harvey. And the number one way that you can support Rise, $2.99 a month for new subscribers. More on the new subscribers thing at the end, because I think I finally cracked the code on what's going on here. We have our streaming video library, RiseAscent.com. Subscribe at RiseAscent.com. You can use that same account to sign into our apps on iOS and Android. So if you have an Android phone or an iPhone or an iPad or anything running iOS or iPadOS, you can download our apps. Sign in $2.99 a month. The Google app, you can subscribe directly through the app. Still got to work out whatever is going on on the back end with Apple. I could tell you it's something interesting. It's really just a tax technicality that we're working out trying to make sure we get it right. But what does that subscription get you? That gets you the entire Rise library of content, every Rise live event, every past iPay-per-view, every episode of Rise Ascent, $2.99 a month for new subscribers. And just like that, the business is done. Now, one more little sidebar that's a little bit of the business. So for folks who had a RiseAscent.com subscription, which was $4.99 a month until recently, It it turns out the vendor, PivotShare, who we host the site through, who creates the apps and all those things for us, it, it turns out that there's something on their engineering side where they actually never really planned on anyone changing their prices up or down. So essentially, whatever price you signed up for with your email address, it's forever that. It is forever that price. But here's the solution. For those of you that subscribed at 4 dollars we don't want to make the 2 dollars price point unavailable to you. There's essentially two ways that we can work around this. Well, I guess technically three. If I'm being honest, if you never had a problem with the 4 dollars price and you don't mind still paying it, then just keep doing what you're doing. But we still want to make the $2.99 price point available for everybody, especially those who've been supporting us the longest at RiseAscent.com. So you can either A... Uh, cancel the account that you have with the email that you have and sign up with a different email. The new email will get signed up at $2.99 per month. Or if you don't want to go through all that rigmarole, I do have a coupon code that will be valid for only existing accounts that will change the the price. You'll basically knock it down for a certain window of time. But essentially, that's a workaround if that is you. The information is available actually in the Rise Facebook fan group. If you aren't already a member... Go to Facebook.com, look for the Rise Developing Tomorrow's Wrestling Attractions fan group, and hit that join button after I take a second to approve it, and we'll make sure that you get that code. So now that the business is done done, what's going on in the wrestling world? Well, really everything in our world is building. It's steamrolling. It's jettisoning toward November 1st in Berwyn, Illinois. We have two events that day at 3 p.m., Early to Rise, a Berwyn adventure, mini convention. It's a meet and greet, but we've got some bonus matches in there. And the bonus matches, whew, they, are not, they are not easy breezy, like, hey, this is just a match that we're giving you kind of thing. We've got some heavy duty hitters on this show. Doors will open for the meet and greet at 3 p.m. After everyone has some time to hit the merchandise tables, then we will throw two different matches in the ring. Some of those matches will be, whew, how about this one? The fourth Phoenix of Rise returns Tessa Blanchard for the first time in what will be over a year since she lost the Phoenix of Rise championship to Mercedes Martinez in the longest ever one-on-one women's wrestling contest in history. She's finally back. We finally found an opening in her schedule, and she'll be back taking on superstar Jake Atlas. That's going to be the main event of early to rise. The Latina sensation Mercedes Martinez will be taking on the punk rock queen, Jamie Senegal. If you've been paying attention to the graphics that are out there, We've got some Rise favorites from some of our earlier seminars this year and even one from last year. We've got some of the Texas crew coming up. We have rookie Jen, Jenna Lynn. We have Rachel Rose. We have the Pink Dream, Alex Gracia. In addition to that, everybody that's advertised to be part of La Escalera, as well as those you've seen in the marketing material for Early to Rise, they will all be available at the meet and greet. Barring any travel complications, I guess suck hard subject to change, but the idea is to have everybody who is part of La Escalera at Early to Rise, La Escalera is a live pay-per-view. We, we aren't really able to take an intermission. We can't break that pay-per-view feed. We want to keep constant stream of action going for those watching at home on Fight TV. So Early to Rise, it's going to be the best way to meet so many talents. And there, there's a lot of talents that are only going to be at Rise. We've got a great co-promoted weekend with Shimmer Women Athletes, Rise on Friday, and then Shimmer Volumes 114 to 117 going on Saturday and Sunday. But both Shimmer and Rise have been getting questions like who's going to be there all weekend, et cetera, et cetera. Here's some things I can tell you. Talents that for sure, and this isn't necessarily a complete list, talents for sure that will only be available at the Rise event and primarily at Early to Rise for meet and greets. Jake Atlas, Colt Cabana, Jamie Senegal, Cassandro El Exotico, Taya Valkyrie will only be with us on Friday. Miranda Alizé, Lack the Drank, will only be with us on Friday. Tessa Blanchard will only be available at early to rise she's going to have her match with jake and then after the convention she has to get right to the airport because she's got to get on a plane to go to her next gig on the other side of the country so for all those folks and there's probably going to be a couple more the only way to see them is to be at the rise events on november 1st and on the topic of fight tv the pre-order link is up now at fight.tv or available at the fight apps across virtually all computer platforms this one's priced at $14.99. Much like Legendary, this card is stiz stacked, 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 stacked. Got stacks on stacks on stacks. So if you cannot be in the Berwyn Eagles Club or you miss out on tickets, which is a real thing because uh, the show's actually on pace to sell out very, very soon. The reserved seating's already almost gone for both events, and general admission <laughs> is quickly dwindling as well. Rise RiseDTWA.TicketLeap.com. That's where you can get your tickets, or you can order it now. Rise La Escalera, $14.99 on Fight TV. So who've we got this week? This week's kind of unique. Our last episode, we got to talk to Elena Black, and we talked about Elena's perspective of her first ever wrestling match, because it happened just so recently, not even a year ago. Well, how often does a podcast get to, the, the very next episode, talk to the veteran talent who is on the other side of the ring for a new talent's debut? We've got the trainer of Elena Black. We've got the trainer of a lot of folks here in the Midwest. He's known by a couple of different names. You may know him as Bryce Benjamin. You may know him as Jesus Bryce. You may know him as One Sexy Mofo. You may know him as a lot of different things. The guy has been a key player in the Chicago scene and really the entire Midwest scene. And he's somebody that I usually get to see at least once or twice per week. And it's really him. And we talk about it in this podcast. It's really due to just friendship with him and working with him that I was able to get as involved as I have been with Freelance Wrestling Academy in the last few years. And it's been a really, really bright point in my days. And we're going to talk mostly about the training because we're Rise. We're developing tomorrow's wrestling attractions. And I think the story of one of the key hands who's helping in developing those talents at Freelance Wrestling Academy, I think those are some important stories to hear. So without further ado, let's throw it over to Johnny to play in a Bryce Benjamin. Ooh, another killer set from Johnny. Can you believe that? Oh my God, Johnny is amazing. Amazing. It's amazing that we got him here like two weeks in a row at the Academy. I think he likes being around here. I think he likes it. you like us, don't you, Johnny? Yeah, Johnny likes us. Yeah, he, all he can do is not. He's exhausted from another another winning set. You,
1: you take your time. You take your time. You gotta play us out later on. You
0: just take your time. We we you know you got another one coming. But man, what 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 should I call you for the
1: audience? Um, uh, I think they all know me as Bryce. We just go with that. we well, well, Just term.
0: Bryce. It's just Bryce. It's in all three of my names, so they'll get it. Yeah, you guys have heard uh, this figure, this mythical Bryce figure referred to actually at least on one episode, probably a couple episodes here and there. But there are a couple of different. Bryce is in the Rise World, we've had referee Bryce Rumsberg, but this is Once Upon a Time Bryce Benjamin, uh, various times Jesus Bryce, One Sexy Mofo, uh, anyway, he's, he's my buddy Bryce. He's hey, right, you, he's everybody. Right, he's right now. Have you done many podcasting things? Um, I think I've done maybe about like three that aren't my own. Now, are, have you done any where you're the guest, where it isn't just like the who, who trained you, uh, what was your first match like?
1: Um, um, there was one, um, I oh mean, I can't even think of the name of it, but oh, he's going to kill me. But yeah, we just kind of went out and just talked about like who I am as a person, as opposed to like more
0: the wrestling aspect of life. Yeah. You know? Well, I think that's kind of what I want to try to do is I kind of want to go in a, a different direction. Than I think a lot of people would go, it's, is I feel like we don't have no, he and I were just talking before we turn the microphones on. Why, why have notes? Why prepare yeah. some conversation when we can just. Turn the mics on. I mean, God, you and I know each other. When, I mean, when did you start training with priests? Uh, back in four
1: two thousand two, when I started oh, training even with longer. Them. Shoot, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Because yeah, I met you shortly after you were out there on the scene. You were with mm-hmm. Chandler, I remember. Yeah, I don't know if yeah. that was right out of the gate, but that's yeah, my first much. memory yeah, of you. It was, was right out of the gate. That was my first time in the wrestling business. Was tagging with Chandler. And, and what what's fun to me is like, even though you and I have been. On the same shows for God, wait, I mean, we just said it's like many, 17 many years. Year. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, child born oh. the day we first met is like graduating high school this year. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind old. of a, Okay, and that concludes this episode. <laughs> We're Taman old men now. So. Goodbye. It's, well, it, it's not an unfair point. To some, we are the old men, and and you've had a, a key part for a number of years now in developing a lot of the talent. On the rise, if I may be so on the nose <laughs> with the words, mm. but uh, you and I kind of got a lot more acquainted about two years ago. After we'd kind of been on different paths, working mm. at different promotions, I worked for a promotion that I could kind of work for only that promotion. You worked for basically everybody else, yeah. and we just kind of <laughs> <laughs> those were kind of the options. Yeah, it's kind of how that worked at the time. I say that with love because I'm one of those rare ones who bridges both sides of that gap. But you have been a very heavy hand in the development of. A lot of talent that's either just been out on the scene for a little bit of time or is just now starting to get out mm-hmm. on the scene. So yeah. what what, what kind of got you in that mode of, I'm
1: going to train some kids? Um, me training was actually like an accident. Um, it all started uh, actually back with, uh, Gali lucha libre. Um, Tony Scarpone was training a few guys that he knew. I think it was his girlfriend's uh, cousin. Uh, who's actually the promoter for Zello Pro now, so it was Matt. Oh, Matt okay. McCalling was actually – he got Tony in there started training a few of the guys, and he asked me to come just, like, help, help him out. And then most of the guys there just kind of liked me better than him as a person, <laughs> which I wasn't surprised by at all. And, um, yeah, so when things kind of fell apart with him, they were just like, well, will you keep training us, and that's kind of how it happened. And that's I never right. looked
0: back. Because the original Purgatory, where you and I kind of got reacquainted, that was... A, it became freelance, but it was that other promotion before that. Was it Underground? Yeah, it was Underground. That's yeah, right. Originally, yeah. So I remember I got really confused because I think I came in... Uh, I brought Shotzi one time mm-hmm. when she was staying in the Midwest for a little bit before she lived in the Midwest. Yeah. And I think... I was like, oh, I think that's Underground. But yep. then I referred to it as... Under- no, it's, no, it's Purgatory. Now it's Freelance. Yeah. Well, because it was, it was
1: Underground when I was with Underground, and then I part business ways with underground still on very good terms uh so then it just became just a standalone school and that's when it became purgatory because yep. we're kind of just we're in purgatory there's <laughs> we're tied to it nothing was. yeah
0: <laughs> and it was the if anybody has been to chicago area shows in the somewhat infamous five-star swap mart in villa park illinois
1: yeah it's legendary now Like everybody knows of that place it is legendary
0: yeah a whole lot of wrestling has happened i mean god how Ballpark how many matches you think you've had in that building not counting practice just like ticket buying fans are in Oh the building. god
1: um uh, I um I don't I'm bad with numbers I would say 100
0: That's what I was saying is yeah, it's got to be like at 75 100. to 100 Yeah, yeah at, somewhere at around a minimum.
1: there cuz you had underground you had Golly, you had fusion so like, again yeah, I've done many many matches in that building and a lot
0: of one-offs in there too Yeah yeah a lot of oh it's kind of the <laughs> And obviously, I don't have malice toward the Berwyn Eagles Club, but it's kind of a Berwyn Eagles yeah, yeah. Club. In that where way everyone's Where everyone's kind
1: of come through at some point, what, yeah. What
0: promotion's running this week? <laughs> what changed the guy handing out envelopes? Pretty, the, pretty uh, much, yeah.
1: Okay? Who changed? Well, the guy who's paying me. That's what changed there. The guy yeah. who books this one is the champion <laughs> yeah. here. That's how that
0: works. <laughs> now, looking at, uh, for those who've listened to this podcast... They're probably familiar with Elena Black. She was actually on one of the most recent episodes of this podcast. And what I want to speak to here is the fact that so many wrestling schools, I'm not saying this is a good thing. This is not necessarily a bad thing. A lot of wrestling schools out there have like a set, cur- a set curriculum mm-hmm. or like a, a, a determined length of time. And a lot of it seems to be about three months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of different wrestling schools. Again, nothing, nothing wrong with that. I mean, hell, Storm Wrestling Academy What's turned out talent after talent after talent was a set three-month program. And you have never done a magical, Hey, you've done this much training or this much time. Mm -hmm. And Elena, I think kind of speaks as she trained for over two Two years. years. Yeah. Like two and a half years. before She had her first match. Now what from a trainer's perspective, I know with Elena, part of it was probably the age, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but what, when you're looking at, at that, what are you, What kind of things are you looking at to say, you know what, I think this kid's ready?
1: Uh, with me, like I never wanted to put a time on it because there, there is no time for training to me because everyone learns at their own pace and there's different paces, different levels and stuff like that, so it's pretty much, I go on a case-by-case, case, like individual thing. Some people could train three months and I can be like, alright, I think this person's ready to get out there and get through a match and they got what it takes, get them out there. Some people take a little bit longer and Mainly it's because I want all my students to be ready. I don't want anybody to go and have to work off bad showings. Like, I want you to go out there the very first time and look like you belong. So people can know you're new, but I want them to be like, wait, this person's brand new? Like, oh, man, they're doing right out the gate, doing real good. And that's what I want for all of them.
0: And and I think you just speak to an excellent point, too. Not every every single person Mm -hmm, comes into wrestling school with a different athletic background, Mm -hmm. a different pro wrestling background. They've been fans for different lengths of time. Somebody that even that maybe has watched pro wrestling for their entire life, mm-hmm. or at least their entire life they remember, they might take to pro wrestling a little bit quicker, even yep. if they're not athletic. If it, you may ha- it, it's just funny how there absolutely is no formula. There absolutely is no formula that anybody can follow. And and kudos to you for actually doing more of a checks and balances, visually regular trainings, making sure somebody's ready, as opposed to this much time went by so you're a wrestler Yeah. Now.
1: Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that i'm not like i don't want to downplay any school that does do that it's just not my way yeah
0: yeah and, and i think that and even with that way it's not we oftentimes as wrestling fans or even just people who are involved in pro wrestling mm. we learn about so many people when they get out there and get over we don't hear about the students that maybe didn't get out there. yeah yeah Every uh, and there a are a ton yeah
1: there are a ton i've trained a bunch of people that just fell off the face of the earth that disappeared completely mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, never had a match, never got out there, just kind of disappeared. So, yeah, I don't know where they are to this day. I hope they're still alive.
0: <laughs> yeah, mo- <laughs> mostly. they Or they just took on other forms. Yeah. They took on a human form.
1: <laughs> they came back as someone different.
0: <laughs> Good times. Now, somebody I'd love to talk about for a minute, I know you've got one student who I've had a, a pretty close eye on for, a, God, about two and a half years now. I know she's getting closer to that first match point. Mm. But you've got – We'll call her J Raves. I think that's right. J Raves. Raves.
1: Yeah, I think so. How how uh, close think J Rave Raves police? Is. Um, I think she's. I, I'm ready for her to get out there and start doing matches and start learning on the job. And that's why I always say, now they reach a certain point. I'm like, all right, it's time to start learning on the job. So get out there, start figuring out what works, what doesn't work, and trying new things.
0: She came to you. Was is it almost three years now? About three years. Yeah. It, it's been quite a long time, and that's not a, it absolutely not a, a dig or a rock being thrown at oh, Jay no. Raves at all. It, it's just, and I think to her credit too, she didn't really become that eager one. I, what am I having my match coach? What am I yeah, having yeah, my match yeah. coach? A I, little bit recently, <laughs> yeah, Cause well, cause, was, because because now she's closer. getting
1: antsy. Yeah, um, and say like that, and she had a few setbacks like injury and stuff like that that yep. did slow down her training time. But other than that, yeah, no, she's always been just she shows up and she was here uh she never bugged me like oh well when am i gonna get a show and now i'm really starting to try to get her out there because a lot of students are starting to get matches and she deserves to be in that
0: bunch yeah so i'm I'm gonna put you on the spot because it's my show and i'll do whatever the fuck i want that's Uh kind of how that works so if she's match ready we gonna can we throw her in a match at rise uh yeah november 1st go for it think you want to uh think you want maybe produce a match on november the afternoon november 1st i'm game I'm in. All right. That, that's an exclusive. That way it sucks is on me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, through the magic of post-production, I will be absolved of all <laughs> sins here. <laughs> you
1: yeah, know, um, something um, – I think she's ready. Something simple. Something, uh, you know, I, I always tell my kids stick to the basics. That's how I push that super hard. So, yeah, I think she can definitely get out there and get through that and start now get her feet wet, to say.
0: And here's the real fun, guys, If, if as you're listening to this – legitimately jay raves is probably learning that she is making her rise debut on november 1st as she is listening to yeah, this if podcast she listens to right it she now. might
1: not even listen to it
0: somewhere she just stopped she doing cardio or stopped working out paused <laughs> and screamed really loud or yep. something and i i think that's something i'd like to talk about we t- uh the episode with elena i talked about i think some people thought oh my god this kid just started working mm-hmm. and, and she's already in on like this position on a rise show well mm-hmm. I've seen the girl firsthand. Mm -hmm. Cheater's advantage. She lives in Chicago. I see you guys all the time. And I I think it's a very good time for for J-Raves. I I think she's, from what I see, I see a lot of get up and go. I Mm -hmm. see some hustle. I I see that readiness, but still with that, like, sense of wonder and a little bit of panic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can see that in her
1: face sometimes where it's like, I don't know. So, yeah. But I think she's ready
0: what are you most excited about what, when as the trainer when you see okay this kid is essentially it's graduation day mm-hmm. whether that ends up being j raves first match or not <laughs> kind of depend that remains to be seen but it, but as you know like hey man there, there's companies now that are starting to call this kid and they're they're out there getting work. what What's that do for the, the that dad complex that I um, sure it feels
1: can. good like' I'm always I'm always going to be like worried like, oh, like like uh I don't, I don't know this place so who are, who are these people calling you? Yeah but at the same time it's like no, I'm like I'm happy that I played whatever my part was in them getting out there and realizing their dream because I was that kid at one point. So that's always been my main thing. It's like, hey, it's cool for me to see them do it and know that I helped yeah you know? so yeah.
0: That, that's such a, it's a good thing to see. Cause I, I know and our stories are very different and I know for me, it's, I, I've come to this reality of like my, my face and my current weight and everything. I'm, <laughs> I'm probably not going to do anything on camera for mm. any major national wrestling. You don't company even look or
1: that anything. Bad. What are you
0: talking about your weight? You're looking me in the eyes though. If you don't go south, <laughs> don't go south of the neckline, or you'll be sorely disappointed. Just shoot
1: you from the, from the uh, neck up. Yeah. yeah perfect. I'm, Close a ups. Flo- I'm a floating head. Call me <laughs> zombie.
0: It'll be great. Uh, <laughs> I was going somewhere or another with it. Well, the moral of it was, I know that as exciting as it is with all these national companies and things, it's probably not my time to be on camera or all this, but for all these kids that have come through Rise and all the kids that have come through Freelance, when you look at this giant, like, scorched earth landscape where basically an almost entirely new ecosystem <laughs> has developed, what goes through your head when you see a world where when you – broke into the wrestling business, there was basically only WWE. Yes, Ring yeah, of Honor. Yes, yeah. TNA existed. But basically, hey, do you want to make a living doing wrestling and only professional wrestling? Yeah. There was essentially WWE. Yes, yeah, you get there or nothing. Yeah, that was pretty much it. Now you fast forward the clock to this year, and you know that your kids have this chance for WWE, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, MLW, AEW, yeah. and NJPW, www.WFW. E- everywhere. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, no wrestling. Uh, I say it's back in, um, you know, the, as you know, the wrestling roller coaster and we're mm-hmm. getting back to that boom period where it's like there's a lot of places to choose from, not a lot of places to go. And like I always liked well, a little bit of jealousy that they have options that I didn't have. Really? <laughs> yeah. But I'm also I'm happy for them. And I'm proud for them because like, that's awesome. Yeah. And I say um, if I end up being just the guy who trains the future, hey, that's my purpose and that's what I'll do.
0: And I think you've got a pretty good future. I don't know if we're going to necessarily get their phones out of their hands and put microphones into them, but we're, we're actually recording this after training. We mm-hmm. just did training here on, what, Thursday night? Yep, Thursday. Thursday night. That's why the episode's late. Uh, I was late recording it. But uh, yeah, we're, we're here at the Pro Wrestling Tees Warehouse. We're at Freelance Wrestling Academy. We've actually got a couple of the kids around here. I see a war bear. Hey, hey hey warbear i see a miss kate
1: we found miss kate she we'll was sure she was missing for a while we like thought we it. had to go find her <laughs> yeah we miss find... kate was missing <laughs> Side- <laughs> sidebar so
0: we're recording this at roughly a quarter after 11 p.m right now uh we were gonna start at about 10 mm-hmm. but we all had this realization of hey we haven't seen miss kate
1: in about like 15 yeah.
0: 20 minutes and all her stuff's still here so we actually did a roll up the sleeves like search party <laughs> bryce and i were once like there was like pipes and utility it was an It's instant, instant dad like, mode. we were, just like all right we, we were we very kill. close to to making some calls and yelling names and but
1: luckily it all worked out just like kids today she's out hanging out in the alley doing bad things
0: now is it partially <laughs> on us did was there an instagram post or something where if we'd have like looked at her story That's true. i
1: didn't look at social media we probably could have found her a lot easier I'm oh, sure here's she, a tweet from 10 I'm sure seconds she tweeted ago her about about saying, <laughs> oh, the old men can't find me. <laughs>
0: that's going to be my, uh,
1: social media is going to be my downfall in wrestling. That'll be the one thing that's going to hold me back because I have no clue how to social media because it didn't exist for a large portion of my life and it wasn't a thing when I got into wrestling.
0: Uh, let's see. The big things you need to keep in mind. You need to say things that alienate as many people as possible. I'm good at that. Okay. That I can do. Uh, we're there. Uh, let's see. What else should you do?
1: Post really graphic pictures.
0: Yep. Uh, graphic pictures. Uh, your opinions on politics as often as possible. Huge. And in a way and, and that jams whoever is opposite of your view. Okay.
1: Okay. And anti any religion is not
0: mine. Got it. Yep. Exactly. See, you've you got this. I'm All gonna, you got to do I'm is. Gonna, type I'm going to nail
1: this thing. I am going to own social media. <laughs>
0: we're all we're all over it's gonna be great <laughs> now looking at these kids uh you've got two more kids that you're seeing just starting to get out there uh, looking at warbear he made his debut what about a year ago coming up was on it, a year
1: year maybe two
0: oh that's right yeah well, he, he, he was, he he was, was previously wrestling before.
1: before me yeah he came to me just to like just to further his training about two years ago yeah
0: and i know missa missa here is gonna be uh She's coming up on about two years in wrestling overall, but yeah. with you for about a year or so.
1: Uh, Actually less than that. i about, what, six, seven to eight months? Yeah, it's almost a year. Yeah, almost a year.
0: And I think that's part of my my favorite thing about being able to just be here with you guys in the capacity. I've been able to basically loiter and be, open my mouth as often as you let mm-hmm. me. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, I like that it's a smorgasbord, and it's – I think it, in addition to kind of putting over what you're doing in terms of there's not necessarily a fixed length of time, another thing I really want to put over about Freelance Wrestling Academy, and if this feels like a Freelance Wrestling Academy commercial, that's because that's kind of the business reason <laughs> we're buzzing, doing yeah. it. Uh, but I say all that to say this. It, it's We've well, got beginner and advanced classes. Isaiah Velazquez does the beginner's, beginner's classes, class. yep. and you've got the advanced classes. And then sometimes those are two days a week each, and then sometimes we have alternate days here, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. And you've got a mix of people who are just starting out in pro wrestling. In fact, just this week, two brand new students had never set foot in a wrestling ring until this week, just started on Monday night. Oh, I you haven't, met, haven't I met them yet. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, there's, there's, them there's, yet? there's
1: like at least five or six people I haven't met yet.
0: Jack and Gil. You're never going to forget it. Jack and Gil, and Gil went, Gil up, the went the up a
1: hill. <laughs> it's a fetch a of water. They're always
0: going to have to get us water now. Yes. It's just how it's going to be. Get your vets water. So you have got two guys who've never taken a bump if we're going to be so inside baseball. But we also have some of your students who maybe trained somewhere else or mm-hmm. were active wrestlers at other places mm-hmm. but still need that place to train. And there's a lot of re- – what are some of the various reasons? But I'm not just saying, hey, let's throw names or people or schools under the bus. What are just some of the reasons that you know you've acquired students beyond, I want to be a wrestler?
1: Um, well, they come from other places, usually it gets to a point where either they've reached the, the, just the time frame that the trainees offered – Or they uh, reach a plateau where they stop learning new things and it's time to move on. Yeah, I have students that go out and train to other places. I encourage it. As long as you learn what I'm teaching you, I might go out there and learn from whoever you can. Like knowledge is everywhere. I've been training myself for 17 years. I never stop training. I'm always learning from whoever I can, whenever I can.
0: Fact: The only times I've even been to a wrestling school in Chicago in the last like two and a half to three years that you weren't there were only because it was Isaiah's night.
1: Yeah, like it's on Monday or two, or Wednesday, <laughs> and then I won't be there.
0: And even that's pretty recent because back at the old Purgatory School or under when we all were the, at the prior locations, you were three or four days a week.
1: Uh, we were three days a week. Yeah, we were Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And even when we first moved here, I was doing all the days until Isaiah's schedule changed, where he was able to be here for those two days. Like before then. I saw everybody, knew everybody. I was here all week.
0: Now, taking what Bryce just said, uh, there's a lot of reasons people may go to a wrestling school. It may be your first one. It may be a new one because you're in a new geographic area. If somebody moves to Chicago from Los Angeles, they're probably going to want a place to train on the regular. Sometimes you may realize that the training for where he went to wasn't quite all it was hyped up to mm-hmm. be.
1: I wasn't going to say that. Well, it, but but, but it's true. And, it's training true. with yeah. a really big brush. I'm yeah. not
0: even talking sh- just... Sh- just sh- anywhere. Chicago yeah, you market. might went anywhere. Yeah. There there are places. I mean, there's there's famous stories of it. I mean, hell, isn't The Undertaker story? Basically, his breaking into wrestling was somebody basically stole his money and then he got trained by somebody <laughs> else. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that was Buzz Sawyer. That may be wrong. Him or...
1: Uh, uh, a lot of people got stories like that, like Vampiro... It's a good story. It was just like he showed up and they were just like, yeah, we'll put you on tonight. Yeah. yeah. And then he started learning. <laughs> yeah, on the job training. Yeah. There it is.
0: We're on the job training again. Like
1: this, this kid's pretty. Put him in there. Yeah.
0: However you're looking for a wrestling school, relocation, or even if you're just going to be in another area, that's something that I think only, it's a fairly small segment of wrestlers that I see do this, but... Maybe you can get booked someplace. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can stay in that place for a couple of days. If you happen to be friends with a wrestler or you've been yeah. on shows, maybe you can work it out so you can kind of stay in town, maybe train someplace else, even if it's for just two, three days or a week or whatever it is, maybe even get some other bookings. But just trying to think of other folks who've kind of come through the Chicago area recently before she lived in the Midwest. Shotzi was coming here yeah, on Shatzi's the regular come when through. she was in the Midwest. Uh, Delilah Doom's come through a few times mm-hmm. when she's done Midwest loops. Who else has kind of come through that – or out-of-towners, but train here when they're in town? Um, we've had, like, Roxy has come through here. Um, Hyan has Hayan, a couple of times, well,
1: right? Not with me. Maybe. Uh, I think she's come up, like, when a GPA will have, like, a Sunday class. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, stuff like that, roll around. Yeah, we also do that sometimes, like Sunday classes. Um, there's been a lot of people. Whenever uh, you book a show and you, you have uh, Soraya come through, she'll come through and beat us up those are always fun
0: speaking <laughs> yeah. of which uh going to drop that bomb on you. november 5th we got to talk to isaeas cuz uh, i'm going to book Soraya's flight so Ooh, that she awesome. is in town one extra day yeah yeah so it looks like so november much pain
1: 5th. but so much love i love her so much looks like, no- <laughs> looks like
0: november 5th we're going to have uh, night time at the freelance night
1: time oh i like that I can guess what we can you can name it that night time at freelance <laughs> i sur- i survived the night time <laughs> no one survives you just get through it but each each time you're a little more dead inside. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love you, sorry. Don't don't kill me.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I don't. Uh, I just confirmed that with her. I think yesterday. I meant to actually tell the kids tonight when we <laughs> when training was going <laughs> on, so they could both be happy and terrified. Yes,
1: be very afraid. But it's good afraid. I we learn so much from her always, and I think she likes me because then she always chooses me to be her little bump monkey, as she calls it, and. uh <laughs> So, yeah, those are days I don't forget for sure.
0: <laughs> it's amazing how you are the most confident person, one of the most confident people I know when it comes to training and being a pro wrestling ring until she, Saraya Knight touches you. Me. She
1: terrifies me. Am I saying it right? I always say Soraya. Is it Soraya or Soraya?
0: I, I be, so here's my thing. I don't think either one is wrong. I believe if we're talking about Chicago or Midwest accents, it should be Saraya. I think where most people say Soraya is That's like saying Soraya with a bad uh, a bad U.S. impersonation ah. of a British accent. Soraya. Soraya. It's Soraya.
1: She's coming in for a bit.
0: She's been called both. Uh, I say Soraya for two reasons. Uh, and the biggest one of those is not exactly a big secret. Her daughter's mm-hmm. name is not Paige, mm-hmm. but she affectionately refers to her daughter as Rhea. So that's where I always ah, kind of took the so cue. So that's where you get the Soraya. Okay.
1: See, that makes sense. And so it's probably actually pronounced Soraya which I'm going to try really
0: hard to say that from now on. And having Soraya here, that that brings up a point that I was going to shamelessly try to shoehorn in here somewhere is we never planned anything. We never necessarily even sat down and talked about it, but we, we just sort of accidentally organically gotten into this relationship where Rise and Freelance are helping each other out mm-hmm. as, as much as we can. Mm-hmm. Like it's your kids helped me out a lot with, Show to show matters, whether that's set up, tear down, uh, even people, hell of people in this room with us right now have helped me with, oh, crap, I forgot something at the house. Can you run to my mm-hmm. house and grab this or can you stop by and help get people around here? Uh, what do you think the, the value is for with us working together?
1: Um, well, we're. I like the fact that we're just we're just building partnership, period. And there's a lot of friendships developing. And. You know, like I said, you never know when an opportunity might present itself. You see these kids all the time; they're helping you out, and then at some point, you might just randomly be like, "Hey, I remember this person helped me out. Boom! Here's a, here's something for you." You know, so like I just there's a lot of value just in being around good people. I don't look at the value as being in the wrestling world, just in general. Like we got good people surrounded by us, and I love that.
0: And we, we just help each other out. There's mm-hmm. no. Politicking, there's no yeah. pissing matches. Like it's just chill.
1: Yeah, I and mean, that's that's what I love. Like we built a family,
0: and, and even with uh, different things that come up, uh, when, like I said, you let me basically butt in. <laughs> call Same spade spade. You, you have you so much, much knowledge to offer, can. so
1: I want them to get it. Like I want them to hear it, and I love having a second set of eyes to even back up something that I say that I might not be too sure about. Yeah.
0: Well, I, I just want you to know how much I appreciate that to be able to still be involved in the local scene. Because I feel like no matter, where, wherever I be in wrestling, as much as I want to try to help develop tomorrow's wrestling attractions, I mean, hell, it's the name of the, the <laughs> company, right? It, it's not just a gimmick. want to do what we can. want to work with people who are local that we see all the time. Mm-hmm. And that's where we get to see the Elena Blacks and mm-hmm. the Jay Raves. And it, it's really been a good thing. And then it's, it's also segued to shows, too. Like, you're you're going to be around while well, you just learned formally that you're going to be around yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. <on> November 1st. <laughs> but I guarantee if I were to say, Hey man, can you take care of these few matches for behind the scenes, things, mm-hmm. agenting, whatever. I feel like you would do that whether I asked you to or not, because yeah. you know that I trust you to give a pointer to say a, a new kid who we have picked out from mm-hmm. a seminar, just as much as you trust me. If you see me run off with two of your kids after a match, like he's going to tell them something yeah. that, that matters. Yep. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Or and I, I know,
1: I well, know, I know they're in good hands. I know <laughs> you're probably going to tell them something that I would have said to him anyway. So like, yeah, I have faith in that. We think, we think, uh, we think the same way about the business and we both want the same for them, which is we want the best for them. So yeah, I have no worries about that.
0: It's a, it's a good time. And I think we, we think similarly enough, but enough. there are we enough do differences, have differences where yeah. I think we're at a point where I know when you might not budge on something, <laughs> you know, when I might not Maybe. budge or something or okay, He's gonna say that shit. Then when Kevin goes home, I'm gonna say that stuff Kevin said last night. <laughs> nope, not. Hasn't happened. Not. <laughs> hasn't happened. I As far the, and I,
1: I'd tell I, you if it did, but no, it hasn't happened yet. Usually, well, most go. Well, because most stuff we're talking about is stuff that we talk about, like the small things, the details that people don't think about, and that's what me and you focus on.
0: Uh, let's talk about something that we could probably both fill the rest of this podcast with. Every one of your training sessions I have ever seen. Focuses on dun da 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 basic shit.
1: Yep. That's what I do. That's what you need. The basics. If you can if you master the basics, you can do anything other than that. Because everything, every little flashy move that's ever been done is core in a basic move. So that's why I always tell them like, learn the basics. You can you can't go wrong with the basics. And when you're on the show where everybody's doing flashy stuff, go out there and do basics. Now you look different. You stood out.
0: It, it, those basics are important at every turn. In any company that is out there with a, I will say, a positive reputation in fan light and in a place that generally people want to work as a professional wrestler, mm-hmm. those those basics are a maker or a breaker. And we aren't going to go too into the trenches, but how people, not even getting into like the bumps or how you take a fancy move, but just fundamentals of footwork, moving Mm -hmm. around the ring, the way you can impact the ropes, the way Mm -hmm. you turn, the way, again, I don't want to make it too inside terminology here, but but those things matter, and I can tell you that a lot of our RISE seminars start with uh, warm-ups very similar Mm -hmm. to things that you do very regularly, very similar to what you do here, and I can tell you uh, just, just one real world example uh, with veterans of Rise that are veterans of the wrestling scene that have been around Rise. There was actually one seminar where there was uh, I had a bit of a card in mind and I'd shared it with a couple of the veterans. Like, hey, can you keep an eye on these couple mm. of people? And Madison Eagles mm. happened to be watching the seminar and she knew a couple of people that I had eyes on for potential spots on the card. Mm. And there was one, and I'm absolutely not going to bury the person, it, but Madison Eagles knew what I was thinking and watched just the basic warmups that were being done. This was, I think this was the Tom Pritchard's it was the other time. Nah, I think maybe it was, ah, whoever it was, isn't important, but the moral of the story <laughs> is just doing fundamental roles and warmups, Madison saw enough to basically grab me and she didn't even have to say anything. She just kind of pointed at her eyes and Look. told me to watch. Mm. And was just like, okay. And sometimes when you know that, when she knew what I wanted out of a particular uh-huh. match and she knew that on the the surface, it looked like athletically, that person might not be able to pull off that role. Not mm. saying they have no place in yeah, wrestling, yeah, not like, anything like you want. that. Yeah. And that's what the seminars are for too, is to learn, to mm-hmm. develop, but also helps us take a look at, we know the idea of what we want the crowd to feel on this mm-hmm. card. If we want to have a match on the show where it's, Bryce versus TBD on the card or on the banner, and I know I want an athletic as hell, uh, hold for hold, move for move match, and I see somebody that's really struggling on their footwork, I know that – I don't know necessarily who it is, but I know it might not be that Yeah, person. it won't
1: work. Yeah, you know, like, ah, that ah, might not work with that person if they're stumbling around.
0: So if you're listening out there, basics. Basics, always. They're important.
1: I tell all my students, I tell everybody, I'm like, if – You want to get people want to get tryouts. You want to make it to the you know the big league companies. I'm like that's what they're gonna look at is your basics because they have a million people that can do fancy moves. They have that already, but they're gonna look at okay, can you work and can you not look sloppy? That's what they're gonna look at. So if you're sloppy, that's gonna hurt all your chances no matter what pretty little move you can do. But if your basics is sloppy, if your tie up is sloppy, they notice those things. I tell them that all the time.
0: And looking at your footwork. If your footwork is sloppy in a 16, it's going to be sloppy in an 18-foot ring. It's going to be sloppy in a 20 20. (laughs) or any direction of those Mm -hmm. changing. It's something where if you do it often enough and you know how your body responds, you aren't going to have much trouble, if any, Mm -hmm. adjusting up or adjusting down. That's something that when you see a lot of folks go to something like a Mae Young Classic or a Cruiserweight Classic – You do notice a little bit of the footwork, yeah. Yeah, especially
1: especially when they're like getting shot off the ropes. They're like, oh man, this ring's a lot bigger. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like you see it, like, oh, and there's two two more steps more than I'm used to. Yeah.
0: There was uh, one show I was watching. I want to say was was one of the I think it was the first May Young Classic. I was actually texting with Mercedes Martinez in a match, and we were talking about exactly what you and I are talking about right Mm -hmm. now. (laughs) It was somebody got whipped into the the turnbuckle, very basic thing but they stopped like a step and a half too <laughs> yep. early and they kind of like fell to their butt and, kind of, and it was one of those, I don't know that an, un, an untrained eye for lack yeah, of a better yeah. term wouldn't, uh, wouldn't have caught that, but it was just kind of funny. Yeah. yeah, yeah you yeah, can that's, see it. That's, that's where you're used to this. I'm always exactly this far and mm-hmm. I maybe need to yep. practice corner to corner running and, more often yeah, and,
1: and what Ned And I always tell people like always observe everything. Look at it. If I'm running to the turnbook, I'm not just going to assume it's going to be there. So I got to keep my eyes on it until I get there. So that's important, too, is always watch what you're doing. Look at your target always, whether it be throwing a strike, locking up, hitting the ropes, keeping an eye on your target because you never know if it's going to be where you think it is or not.
0: I remember one night, this is probably like two years. We were definitely at the old building when it it turned into just like locking up repeatedly. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. That was like one of our like toward the tail end of us being there. Yeah, we just kept locking up. And I was like, do it again. Do it again. Just kept locking up and locking up.
0: Lock up, lock up, lock up. And the reason for that is exactly what he's saying. If And we had – it was a pretty – it was like a 50-50. Kids who've been out wrestling a little mm. bit and kids who've never had a match yeah. in public at that point. Yeah. And <laughs> that head down thing on a lock up, man, some of the worst bleeding – some of the worst hard way uh, yep. bleeding incidents I've ever seen. I'm sure you're the same one. have yep. happened off of those headbutts, <laughs> <to> lock up. <laughs>
1: They headbutt each other because they're going in with their head down.
0: What, like, what's the worst one of those you've ever seen?
1: Um, I, why, why, me pers- I've been hit in the eye by someone oh, coming geez. in with their head down, and I've been punched directly in the eye. I was like, because you weren't looking at me at all. And oh, I'm looking man. up, so here it comes. Boom, fist right to the eye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: I remember there was this one show. Uh, it was a promotion I worked for in Canada, very regular. We're, we're talking like almost 20 years ago now where there was a, a guy who worked the opening match. Mm-hmm. And then there, for some reason, I think it was a vacated championship. Anyhow, the battle royal at the end of the show is either for a number one contender or Ooh, the, I think they actually won the, title. the heavyweight yeah. title. And guy in match number one, who's going to win the title later in this <laughs> battle royal, on the opening lockup of a match, his nose explodes. Ooh on like the opener and it's or no well that one wasn't his, it was his forehead because he came back so remember when he came back he had almost uh it was basically a turban of glow oh, wow. a turban of gl- gauze i can talk really i can <laughs> me feel english that's impossible ah simpsons <laughs> uh good old But he, he got drilled like right between the eyes Oof. and, and just, just split it open immediate and, it, and it's one of those where it is not a crimson mask where it's trickling we're talking when he bent over a steady stream just going, just yeah. in a pool on the mat so, number one, gross. Hmm. Uh,
1: <laughs> Good luck wrestling at the rest of the night. Yeah.
0: But he ended up having to g- get, and, and this was, again, this is like 99, 2000, mm. somewhere in there. And m- by any other stretches, wrestling's gotten smarter about things like just basic health. It's not perfect, huh. but it's better than it was yeah, in yeah, 1999, yeah. 2000. Most people are like, hey, let's maybe rebook a uh-huh. re- let's rebook something else or see. How-. Nope. He went to the hospital, got bandaged up and came in and won the battle royal. with His <laughs> turban of gauze. Hey, I said at that time <laughs> <laughs> and in and, and his head was and I'm not trying to say this with any sort of like uh, a dig at all, but it, it was like an entire hat or headpiece yeah. made out of gauze just, then, just to
1: stop the bleeding.
0: And then the next night. I remember he was supposed. to – Oh, the other part that was funny about where the injury on his head was. The next night he was supposed to wrestle Jake Roberts mm. for the title. Like I'm pretty sure he shouldn't be taking the DDT. Yeah, because that's right where it's going to be. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Although to make DDT look amazing when he goes down and blood splatters everywhere. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> What's that on the canvas? That's plasma, kids. He's dead. No. Yeah. <laughs> And Tommy against a 1999 Jake Roberts or a 2000 Jake Roberts. We're talking beyond the mat was probably in theaters oh, wow. Jake Roberts. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all I'll say about
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> but, yep, basics. Stick to the basics. Yeah.
0: and every No matter what class you've always had, that's another thing I was kind of do the uh, let's build up Bryce's trainer thing. And, <laughs> every, and even tonight for his – Complex as things got without those fundamental basics, mm-hmm. and I won't get into the oh this is a drill we did tonight or yeah. anything, but we got into some complex lucha. Yeah, yeah, lucha drills things. that you know
1: most of them aren't used to, and I kept they all when they see it, they're like, I can't do that, and I'm like, yeah, you can. I'm like, boom, 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 and then you saw how they all started to just kind of get into it, I'm like, because of the basics
0: and and all the adjustments that needed to be made. Hey, your basics, do this, turn this way. Yep. If your feet are going that way, you'll go that yeah. way. <laughs> Little stuff that. Sometimes, yeah. if you've never had to think about it or your body's never been put in that position, you're never going to have to
1: do it. Yeah. Yeah. Wrestling's hard. I always tell people, I'm like, this isn't people come in and they get frustrated when they can't get something. I'm like, this is one of the hardest things to do because you're literally going against what your body wants to do. Like
0: everything. Well, let's talk about freelance as an entire entity, not just necessarily as a, a training school mm-hmm. exclusively. It's probably one of the places you're most involved in. Mm-hmm. I know you're out there all over the place on the Midwest scene. Why freelance? Why is freelance got the lion's share of your time? Why is freelance a place where, you're like, you know what, I'ma train there?
1: Uh, freelance is uh, it's home. It was the the place that after a while, when wrestling stopped being fun for me and I wasn't really enjoying just locker rooms in general, like that's where uh, Matt Nicks created freelance wrestling and it became a place of just like it was just fun, a good atmosphere. And when it started back at the, I missed the Abbey days. Like it was a whole different feel to me like now it's kind of I'm, I'm like the uh you know i'm like one of those people that hate the bands that go mainstream yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like this is my garage band man it was they, they lost it they lost what they loved about it you know so yeah um i miss when it was really underground you know like it was yeah. so it was like cd that was my favorite part of it because it was something special it was very punk
0: rock. yeah like very and, and, and it's still special it now rock.
1: but now it's like a, it's a different type of special where i'm kind of like i miss the old days bro i'm an original yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, freelance. I just I enjoy it there. I say I uh, have fun. The locker room's getting newer and newer now, and uh, I'm looking back. And I'm like, oh, I'm one of the old guys now, huh? Yeah. That was crazy. The <laughs> yeah. most
0: recent show was, uh, I guess, about two weeks ago. By the time this will actually so. see the internet, yeah. but we had uh, opening match wa- or the before the show match, dark match, whatever you want to call it. That was two of your kids mm-hmm. versus some kids who came in with Sea Stars, I think. Yeah. And. Then on the show we saw uh Davey Bang. Yep. And uh, Black. August Matthews. Uh Warbear. Yep. Uh Pariah. Pariah.
1: Dean Jacobs. Uh what is Alfonso going by? Is it I alf- was about
0: to ask you that.
1: <laughs> I just said his real name. Uh, erase all of that. You don't know who he is anyway, so shut it. <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah, like a lot of the, the new faces of uh, the school are starting to integrate the show now. And I like that.
0: And I swear I'm not talking about this match because one of the participants is in the room. That freelance event had... Now, freelance is known for a scramble. Mm-hmm. scramble is a, a time-honored tradi- uh, tradition of yep. freelance. It's uh, it, might be, it might not be a perfect metaphor, but those who like X-Division style mm-hmm. and a lot of kind of car crash wrestling with a lot of stuff yeah, going yeah, yeah, on... Yeah. Th- that's essentially the freelance scramble. Yep. You'll see various things. It opens every see, show. <laughs> if you want to see wild and crazy, this is the match for you. You got a lot of bodies, a lot of dives. People have like uh, spewed fire and <laughs> different places. in these things. Oh,
1: I forgot about that. Yeah, The Doomsday was fire bomb. Yeah.
0: Uh, I think that was my first freelance show. That Pat Monix, his, yes. his,
1: his knee pad caught fire.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we digress. Yeah. <laughs> anything <laughs> scrambles, anything can happen, folks. But we had for the first time on that show the six woman yep. scramble match. Mm-hmm. And the majority of that match were students of yours at yeah, some point. Yeah, people that or have another.
1: either either trained with me at some point or are currently training with me. Yeah. I'm
0: trying to think who all was in that match. So we had uh, Lainey Luck, we had Elena Black, we had Missa Kate, uh Jody Threat, I know mm-hmm. was down from Toronto. That was my
1: first time meeting her and she's awesome. I love her. Like she has so much energy that I'm like, oh
0: it's crazy. I gotta love it. See who are, who are the um, other oh, two um, in that match? Uh, Blair Onyx. Yep, Blair Onyx from Black and Brave.
1: Uh, and oh, Ka- Caranoia, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: So looking at that, so like, was, like half
1: of it, like half of it were like
0: my people. <laughs> it was fifty percent students mm-hmm. from freelance. So we had Black and Brave, then we had the Academy up in Minnesota, mm-hmm. and then uh, Jody comes by way of the the Toronto circuit. I'm not hundred uh, percent sure. Queen of really the North. Not 100% (laughs) sure. The Queen of the the North. Original uh, trainer was there. Actually, she's in town for Rise. She's in the seminar with Conan Taya, So, very good chance that we will see Jody Threat at Early to Rise or at La Escalera. But that match on paper, when you look at, and again, I'm painting with a really big brush here. Generally speaking, the more human beings there yeah, are in a yeah. match, the
1: scrambles are a nightmare. The more
0: on paper. of a clusterfuck mm-hmm. they can end up to be in, re- even with some of the best wrestlers mm-hmm. in the world, more, more people means more thoughts, more things to remember, more things to forget, et cetera, et cetera. And also generally speaking, when the years of experience yeah. of those participants <laughs> don't add up to exceed the number of participants <laughs> in the actual yeah. match, uh, sometimes that's, sometimes you look at things on paper and go, eh, well, is this a good
1: idea? Yes. Yeah. This, this might, yeah, they, it, got, they got about four years collectively. Yeah, like, yeah,
0: <laughs> well, and that's the thing. Where and I think you and I talked about this. I know Matt Nixon and I talked about this on paper. It, when, if you're just doing like the jaded person who's seen it all in mm. the wrestling thing, on paper, that match had no reason to be good at something. I think yep. a lot of people would turn their nose to or kids today with a wagging fist, old man yells at Cloud kind of there thing. It have been me, but that match was so yeah. much. Fun and mm-hmm. I think the the most years of experience in that one, the majority of them were two years or under. Mm-hmm. Like Lainey, I think was uh, Lady and Jody. I think I were think the, the most, most experienced, experienced yeah. of those. And then we had Mrs. under two years at this point. Elena's not quite at a year. Uh, I think Blair Onyx is under Blair, a year. Yep, Blair Onyx is definitely under a year. And she's,
1: Kara might be at about a year. Yeah, she's so, about so two years. About or two under years. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah. So yeah, so it was. Yeah, two people in that match that had the most experience and even that wasn't a lot of years, yeah.
0: And that match was just so much darn fun.
1: It was I mean, I told the, I told the ladies back uh backstage afterwards. I'm like that was hands down my favorite scramble match ever in Freelance because it was completely different than what the guys do. Like sometimes the guys go out there and just do too much mm-hmm. where I'm like it's just I, t- I think even for the crowd it's too much to take in. I'm like they slowed it down and they made everything
0: matter and I loved every second of it. Yeah, some of those scrambles can be like a, a quick drink of water from a fire hose. Yeah, yeah, we're just, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. And you're just like, oh, okay, <laughs> too, too much. I'm choking. Yeah, yeah. So yeah,
1: so but I mean, the guys are is entertaining. The crowd loves it. I I 100% get it. But my like, sometimes just like just dial it back just a bit. You know, <laughs> don't kill yourself tonight. I don't want to be around to see that. So
0: yeah, what would that match do for your dad heart? Seeing so many of the <laughs> your kids <laughs> yeah. that are that. Are almost, under that yeah, two, like you that almost died. Seventeen.
1: Oh, that match for me. Uh, I I had a little bit of tears in my eyes, but I had to go out and do my thing afterwards. So I had to kind of choke it back. But uh, no, like, I was so proud of all of them, like everyone involved. Like they went, out, like I said, like, on paper that match had no business being as good as it was, and they went out there and they killed it, and they showed why each and every one of them deserve a spot at Freelance. And I fucking, ooh, I swore I don't know if we can bleep that. I I
0: think I've sworn okay. ten times. Okay, I swear a lot.
1: I'm I've been holding it back so hard. I'm surprised hard for this. we've been yeah, this team. Yeah, because I've been really <laughs> holding it back. Um, no, I'm just super proud of everybody in that match, even those who aren't my my, my kids. But it was just uh, no, it, it warmed my heart. I like, could see them go out there, and they were proud of themselves. If they weren't, they should be. You um, know, it was it was great. Like I enjoyed them go out there and do what they do best and be them, be themselves, go out
0: there and show everybody what they can do. And talk about a what's got to be a fun dad moment for you. Elena Black went someplace I I think people probably know about by now. But yeah, where where was she at yesterday? Uh, she
1: was uh, over in Orlando doing some stuff. I don't know what exactly, but you know, no big deal. NXT stuff, I guess.
0: Now, I haven't had a chance to watch the whole show yet, and I haven't uh, really interacted with her anything outside of I mm-hmm. think I said, proud of you, kiddo, and that was about it. Uh, <laughs> I,
1: I, I told her, don't choke. That was it. <laughs> That's my, I'm like, don't choke. She immediately <laughs> swallowed
0: whatever food she yep. had and started That's choking. That's all I said. Uh, do Did she have anything on the show? I, I don't no,
1: know. I've only should? watched the first hour, the USA portion. I gotcha. haven't gone on a network yet and watched the second hour, so I'm not sure
0: if she did anything or not. And I, I oh, yeah. did the exact opposite of that. I you didn't see the USA, version? I saw the yeah. network, but I had the network on while I was reading. Basically, the world burning around me. <laughs> just like, it's all burning
1: down. This is fine. This is fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's totally fine. <laughs> totally. totally yes, yeah, so I haven't watched the network portion yet. I hope she did something, or at least got her face out there and waved, or something. I don't know. We'll see.
0: Yeah. I mean, if not, what? she was
1: there and got to learn. So no, no matter, matter exactly, yeah. no
0: matter what, she got herself into a position mm-hmm. and. You know, those, those evolved seminars are no joke. Evolved yeah. seminars, I, I think seminars have this, like, stigma with wrestling that, and not unfairly, for a long time at a lot of places, seminars were just looked at as, up. Oh, this is the cash a grab. a cash grab, yeah. They're going to charge 50 bucks to listen to somebody talk and not necessarily even teach or anything. But there I are certain that. seminars. That, well, depending I, on I, the person. Yeah, I prefer they, to listen and just, like, give me your knowledge. Talk to me. Like, I love it, yeah. Depending on the person, they it can be an amazing yeah, seminar. Yeah. But there were and uh, there were some names, and you and I probably both know who I'm talking about. I won't say it on the podcast, but there was a couple that famously were just, yeah, it was 50 bucks to listen to this person talk about how great they were. Mm. Not even imparting the knowledge, but <laughs> stuff like when I wrestled, Man, I'm Bryce, so good. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, when I wrestled Bryce, it was the most outstanding match, and <laughs> the reason why it was outstanding was because my brilliant psychology mm-hmm. was. Okay. Yeah, I mean teach his own. But there are a lot of seminars out there that are netting nearly immediate in some cases immediate, in other cases nearly immediate. And Elena got there mm-hmm. by way of an Evolve Seminar. Yeah. Yeah. And the Evolve seminars, they are legit. Like they've got the like William Regal's doing the mm-hmm. next one, I think. Yeah,
1: yeah, they're tied to it.
0: But there's a number of people that have been part of Evolve shows. I mean, hell, you you, how many of your kids have gotten some sort of shot, whether it be on Evolve? You got or more something shows than I've on. gotten with
1: Evolve. Like a lot of my <laughs> students, I'm like, huh, I didn't know they were doing that. <laughs> but yeah, um, there has been at least I'd say at least three to four of them have like done stuff
0: on Evolve. Yeah, yeah, and then Elena now get has gotten an opportunity to evolve. Actually, the when Evolve was just in town a couple of weeks ago at Logan Square, the new the new 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 yeah Berlin the,
1: the new yeah. Berwin 2.0, but a little, a little more luxurious. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but there'll be break-ins in your car.
1: <laughs> yeah, that part sucks. That that really sucks. Yeah. And you can't even like park your car with anything in it. That's yeah. really the world's
0: shitty sometimes.
1: But back to the positive. Anywho, though. back to the stuff. Uh, Good Lena times.
0: Black getting that getting that shot at NXT, and then a number of your kids have gotten some some shots for whatever that means with with Rise when we've been through town, mm-hmm. and it's it's been. It's been really good to to see that. Like, Elena, because, in my opinion, she was raised right in that wrestling business, um, and I think a lot of that comes from if she would have done that Evolve seminar after, say, exactly 12 weeks or 14 weeks or six months or whatever fixed training period that anybody could mm-hmm. have said, you know, maybe she would have done an Evolve seminar. Yeah. Who knows if she would have had the same showing, that yeah. same respect for wrestling, because I think for her... The degree of I earned this, and I don't mean with any ego there. No, 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 no. She, but she, she, put that for yeah. Yeah. No, she put in the work for it. Yeah,
1: yeah. Now she put in the work, the work for it for years. And uh, so I watched her not get it, and not get it, and not get it, and then finally start to get it. So now she's earned
0: anything she gets now. Now here's a very interesting perspective. I just realized I can do. I had her on. And I almost never asked the question about, so tell me about your first match. But she was the first person that I could have ever talked to <laughs> that, like, their first match was, was not, not too that long, long ago. ago yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. So you, as her trainer, are on the opposite match. side of the ring for her for at least a portion of yeah, for her first that match. match. So trainer's perspective, you're in there with the kid <laughs> for her first match. Your memories, your perspective of that.
1: Um, she was super nervous. Uh, the whole time in the back, just freaking out, going, ah, ah, I don't know what to do, ah. <laughs> like, that was pretty much her the entire time. Uh, and in the ring, she wasn't, it wasn't a lot of deer in headlights, but I can look at her and tell she's just like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Okay, what do I do next? And, yeah, like, you can just see it. But she got through it. She did good. And uh, I said she hasn't looked back since. Like, it was pretty much from there, and then she just started, like, skyrocketing it with, with bookings. But I was just like, whoa, where would this come from? So, yeah, she definitely took to it well and fast.
0: And I know she's she even talked about uh, on her episode of the podcast the the frustrations that come with that first year <laughs> so many of us have kind of had to say you aren't even a year in calm down yeah relax it's, yeah you got plenty of time it, it's gonna some of these things you're frustrated about they're gonna come yep that that didn't work But yeah. for for every. Hey, maybe I did tarot cards on my entrance. Maybe it worked. Maybe it didn't. Mm-hmm. But you know, once upon a time, you were wearing referee striped shirts and yeah. a whistle. And yeah. oh, was that Chandler?
1: That was Chandler. I, I was the cheerleader. I had the cheerleading right. skirt on. Yeah. So yeah, I wore a cheerleading skirt and did cheers and stuff like that. So yeah. So yeah, everybody, we're gonna go through many changes in this career. <laughs> You're gonna do a lot.
0: That that we will. Mm-hmm. Now her her exact story was I think her exact words were I wanted to. Poo and pee my pants and throw up, but <laughs> all, all I did was cry. Time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah all she at the cried. Same time.
1: She did cry when we got to the
0: back. That's that. That's the fun part. Yeah. That it's one of those. I know for for me, that's what's in it for me now. Fun Seeing fact:
1: I cried at a Freelance when I wrestled Davey Bang as uh, Jesus Bryce.
0: Oh, I got to the back and I, I
1: like tears. I was just so overwhelmed and like proud of him and just proud of like he helped me to create that moment for that character there. And that meant a lot to me. And like, it went, it couldn't have gone any better for me, I think. And like, yeah, I actually, I actually cried.
0: That was a fun one. That was, yeah. that was a pretty powerful day. And I got lucky enough to be the uh, guy in the balcony watching mm-hmm. that one. Yeah.
1: It was a big moment yeah. for me. Like I, as people know, Jesus Bryce, that's like my character that I had pretty much invested the most into as far as like my ideas and like just how he looks and what he does. And like, because I, Really liked that character a lot. So, like, to have it finally make its way to freelance and then to get to debut it against one of my kids, like, that was like, it was insane.
0: Yeah. And that was just a very fun man. I mean, just the, the pageantry, the entrance, mm-hmm. the everything on that one, but without having kind of that, uh, almost the story of like the intimidated kid. Uh, yeah. On the no, he the he, he was, was just fun. there, like,
1: all right, I'm going to fight this guy. Yeah. Yep. So, like, yeah. It,
0: it was really fun. And just looking at, uh, looking at David or Davey Bang. Mm. Looking at the progress that he's made from that match that he mm-hmm. had with you to the, uh, I guess he was it was technically the dark match that mm-hmm. he had, that tag team match. But just seeing where he's at charisma wise in the maybe three to four months yeah, that's yeah, past yeah. since then.
1: Yeah, no, he's definitely getting really comfortable in the ring now. And I like seeing that. I can see him getting loose and he's more confident in himself. And uh, I think he's starting to kind of figure out who his character is, too. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And who he's going to be. So I'm excited to see where that leads. It might change from what he's doing now, you know, but I'm excited to see where he ends up.
0: And as he's getting more confident, as it tends to be, the crowd's getting more confident in him. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that, I think that was one of my favorite parts at that show was there There was a moment without recapping the whole match where Davey Bang's vulnerable on the top rope, but then a situation mm-hmm. changes and he... Just he just stands up, and he just does that little the hands pump up. with his yeah. hand. <laughs> yeah. And, and yep. the crowd came literally came, came up. up with him. Yeah. And bada-bing, bada-boom. And then before you know what the match and was. And he
1: took it home. They didn't go for another five minutes. I love that.
0: <laughs> Yay. <laughs> the crowd
1: came up, and then you left them satisfied. Yeah. They were right
0: on time, too. Right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, that show was uh, pretty big with people being on time. Yeah. It's uh, been a while since we had that happen. <laughs> 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 Where everybody's on time.
0: That is it's an underrated thing in, mm-hmm. in pro wrestling. Well,
1: yeah. Cause I mean, most people don't understand like, like, I mean, it's hard on the fans. You go to a show and like, you get these long, long shows. That's hard on the person yeah. sitting in the crowd. It's hard on the boys. If you're on later on, later at night in the show, like it can, it, that wears you down. So I'm like, it's good to have it on, on time.
0: And so many shows don't plan for entrances mm-hmm. or exits yeah. or angles or things. Oh, Kevin and Bryce are going to have a 10 minute match. Okay, well, you only have match times on here. This show is two and a half hours. That's only match time. Yep. Do you think every guy just magically teleports in <laughs> and <laughs> out of the ring? That would
1: be amazing if we could.
0: Like you had a six man tag team <laughs> match where everybody got an entrance. Yeah. That's another like forty five yeah, like minutes yeah. on the yeah. show. One of them was Jesus Christ. So it's like an hour and a half.
1: Yeah, that's gonna take a while. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and you
1: have the promos. So yeah, like people don't think about all those things when they go into the times. Yeah.
0: Well, we've talked about it in. in specifics and in generality so freelance wrestling academy it's freelance. a thing how do how do people get in touch to to sign up to be at freelance whether it's i want to start my journey to be a pro wrestler or i want freelance to be my, the road that i turn on to at this point in my journey as a wrestler to continue
1: just email freelance wrestling at gmail.com and that's where you get all the training information uh yeah that's pretty much it you do that and they get back to you I don't know if it's in a timely matter or not. I would assume so, since all these people keep showing up.
0: <laughs> well, the but advice uh, I'll give anybody in wrestling, I, I tell anybody that emails me this. Sometimes, if you don't get that response, it seems like like for the most part, if you're emailing somebody in pro wrestling, I would like to give you money in some context. Yeah. Generally, they will they get, get back, back to you, you. Yeah. without being too obnoxious. Sometimes just hitting them back. Or yeah. I'll, I'll even tell people sometimes. There was somebody that shot me a text on my way here last night that I actually <laughs> said remind me tomorrow that you sent this tonight and and they did <laughs> yeah they did yeah. and i was like cool that's why i said that because i knew i would forget or i'd get yeah, yeah. and that's and usually
1: stuff. what happens like uh usually they'll just forget to respond there's so much going on uh, they're doing a lot of things so yeah so just email back message or you know whatever just don't bug me
0: <laughs> freelance wrestling at com, and what i am legally obligated to give you all the opportunity you can on a podcast to Plug away, and we just talked about social, not social media. I, I don't know how anything to use you're this selling, stuff. A t-shirt store I got
1: t-shirts like on, at my T Public store. I don't know the link for that, but if you go on my Instagram, which is Jesus Bryce, right? Or is that Jesus Bryce walks? Okay, huh? Is it? I think I changed my Instagram to that too. Uh, so I believe it's Jesus Bryce walks on Instagram. If it's not, it's just Jesus Bryce. But if you go there in my bio, there's a link to my t-shirt store, my T Public store. Every Bit of the profit goes, well, not every bit of it, but I get a kickback from that. So please support me, help me. I got kids. All my (laughs) students are my kids.
0: Um, You know what I hope in the description of this episode, if you actually look at the uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, whatever, Google Play description, I'll actually, I'll put the link in the description of the episode too. So you can actually probably tap on the screen of whatever you're listening to or listening to this episode on right now. But all my
1: social medias are Jesus Bryce. So Twitter is at Jesus Bryce Walks. Facebook is Jesus Price. Instagram is Jesus Price. I have a podcast on SoundCloud. It's called Losing Friends. So if you want to get into my head and just realize who I am and maybe hate me, go ahead and listen to that, too.
0: <laughs> That'll be fun. But I think you're ready for one big thing. What's that? A Johnny Encore. Johnny, play us out. All right, that puts a bow on this week's interview with Bryce Benjamin. What a great guy. What a great hand. What a great teacher. What a great partnership. With Rise, we've always said the future is in collaboration, not competition, and just a really great guy to work with to develop tomorrow's wrestling attractions in any way we can. Random plug, I'm recording this on Friday. This episode's going to drop on Friday. Tomorrow, for the first time in a long time, I get to return to AAW Pro in Chicago. I was part of AAW for a long time, like an eight, nine year run, something crazy. And I still keep in touch with the guys, Danny and Mike in charge of AAW. But this is the first time that I will be in a performing capacity in AAW in a long, long time. And if you know my history with AAW, that could mean a lot of things. Are you getting the mild mannered interview guy? Are you getting the stick up his butt ring announcer? Are you getting the commentator? Are you getting the guy in the red mask, God Let's Hope Not, that wrestles on the pre-show? Are you getting the commissioner, authority figure, COO, or whatever the heck we ended up calling that? Or are you getting the devil incarnate himself? You know, how are you going to find out what you're going to get? Get your butt to Logan Square Auditorium tomorrow night. That's Saturday in Chicago. Tickets are still available at aawpro.ticketleap.com. Follow them on social media for all the goings-on at aawpro. And that's going to bring us to an end for this week's episode. Again, all roads lead to La Escalera. Get those tickets now, risedtwa.ticketleap.com. For all the latest and greatest info, follow us on social media at risedtwa. Thanks to Bryce Benjamin for joining us on this week's podcast. Thanks to all the fans worldwide who support us in any way you do, whether that's buying our pay-per-views, attending events live, subscriptions to Rise Ascend, Pro ProWrestlingTees.com, supporting on Patreon, or listening right here to another episode of Talent on the Rise.